It's Friday, it's that time of the week, and it can only mean one thing. Yes, it's the Team Superdad wrap-up. It's great to have you with us. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Welcome, dads. Great to have you here. As always, before we get started, a little request from me. Go and subscribe to the Team Superdad podcast. It is uh, the best way to make sure that you get the latest episodes exactly as they come out. I'm sure if you're listening to a podcast, then you know exactly how to do this. But stop where you are right now. Go and subscribe to the Team Superdad podcast so you never ever miss out and then once you've done that go and share it share it with other dads and men you know in your life so we can spread the word and help as many men as many dads as possible live the life they desire being the man they want to be and the dad their family needs let's get on with the show welcome welcome we are back it's a friday night this weekend Uh, really good to have you here with us glenn good to see you sir Good to be seen, Johnny. Good to be seen. It's been one hell of a week emotionally, work-wise, but not physically. I've kept my steps down just to compensate for the shit that's going on. <laughs> kept your steps down. That's, that's So you increase the stress levels and decrease the, uh, the, the, the work levels. That's how it works, isn't it? It's like, it's like a graphic equaliser. You just, you just got to make sure you don't have one out of time with the other. That's, that's, that's right, isn't it? Flow. Flow. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the, quite the right ideal of flow, but it will certainly do you okay for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Whether that change. Everyone seems to be busy. Oh, well, hold tight. Let's do the proper intro. It's, uh, it's great to have you here with us. Uh, it's the Team Super Dad Wrap Up. We do this every week. It's two dads chit-chatting. Just like uh, we're in the pub. We're catching up at the end of the week. We're chatting. So a bit of topical stuff. A fair amount of piss-taking. Um, and this week is no no different. There is some topical subjects which shouldn't really be that funny, but but you know, just like two men chit chatting about the random things in the world, you do find the humour in it, and that's uh, that's what we hear we do on the wrap up. You might have heard in the week. Uh, what did we have this week? Oh, E. A. Solkovitz. Um, uh, it's in, in the, the name. Sp- that's his name. E. A. E. A. Solkovitz. Uh, absolute dude I'll tell you all about it in a second but to any of the people listening if you didn't hear that podcast go back and catch it the guy's a millionaire uh, 65 year old total dude and uh, but that's what we do in the week we do a serious one which taps into and supports you with your focus fitness finance family or fun and uh, and then on the weekend Friday night Saturday morning we do the wrap up which is all about having some fun so whether you're in the car whether you're in the flipping garden wherever you are um there might be some swearing so <laughs> so <laughs> let you know that in advance and uh please if you're watching good to have you on board you can share your comments take the piss say hello whatever you like and uh, if you listen to the podcast then great to have us in your ears please subscribe and leave us a review boom uh teamsuperdad.com that's basically who we are uh we're working with dads helping them create their best lives ever so if you're a dad if you know a dad and to be fair if you're just a bloke who wants to come and be part of all this then you are very very welcome come on over to teamsuperdad.com forward slash network and you can join our free community get all the good stuff uh tuesday lunch times we do a, an hour's 
free training, coaching uh, on all sorts of subjects. Um, we do this. We've got fire walking coming up in September. Loads of good stuff. So come and get involved. And then without further ado, let's get on with the wrap up. Glenn, good to, good, good for you to sit there and listen to that every week. <laughs> Hey, I've been sitting in this chair for a lot of time this week. I had a, a quick look today. Within sort of nine to five hours this week, I've had 54, meet, uh, 54 hours worth of meetings booked in. Um, and I don't know how much longer that that's possible. <laughs> um, I, I, I've got um, three three things coming up on top of my normal job next week, each one of which is meant to take about 90% of my time. So uh, I'm, I'm just having to say no to so much. It, it pains me because it's always the stuff you want to do that you have to turn down. True. But uh, in the almost immortal words of uh, Guinness Book of Records, not Norris McWhorter, so who was the, the guy, the trumpet player? The um... Roy Castle. Roy Castle. Delegation. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to get more people on board. Just uh, I, I need more staff. That's what I need, a lot more staff. The right staff, but more of them. If you want to be the best and stand out from the rest, dedication's <laughs> what you need. Did I see a bloke having a heart attack? <laughs> no. Did you ever? Uh, well, no, I haven't, I haven't seen a bloke have an heart attack, but old, my old man did. So this is something I've got to be really careful on. He had a quadruple bypass when he was 42. Oh, so I've got, uh, I've, I've only got two more years and I beat his score, um, before my first one, whenever that is. But yeah, I, uh, he, I mean, he lived a terrible lifestyle. I've got to say much better now, but you know, smoked 60 to 80 a day, used to, um, eat, take out most time, high pressure job, no exercise, um, you know, sort of man who, who one of his favorite treats would be after like grilling a load of pork chops, would just get some salt, sprinkle it over the pan and then like use a bit of bread to soak it up and just eat that. That would be one of his treats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's much better these days. He's six sugars with his tea. That sort Still. of bloke. Still. Uh, no, now he, now it's none. No sugar. No, uh, you know, he, he's retired. He retired at 54 or something like that. Um, no smoking. And he only drinks when England or Spurs are playing. Wow! Don't get me wrong; he makes up for it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's not he's not anywhere like he used to. Much much healthier. You so, go yeah, round. He's... You go round. Sky Sports turns on. He's smoking, drinking. <laughs> yeah, he's 61, 61 now. So um, he's 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 got another twenty odd years out of this so far, and uh, long may it continue. But yeah, there was there was that bloke. You're talking about the bloke on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, um, if you haven't seen this, it, it's just a just a, a, a guy. I, I saw it via the New York Times, and it, basically, he was he was at work, and he he was started having a heart attack, a proper heart attack, and he knew what it was. And the first things that went through his mind wasn't, "Oh, I'm never going to see my wife again," or um, you know, my kids and, and all that sort of stuff. It was, in his words, I'll read it out. Fuck, I needed to meet my manager tomorrow. This isn't convenient. Uh, how am I actually going to secure the funding for this project? And shit, I haven't updated my will. So how is how is that the first things that flash through your mind? I can understand the will bit because that's what you do remember. Like you, you think you remind yourself to do something and then mm. three weeks later you go, oh, I didn't do the, 
renew my insurance or change the tax or pay that parking ticket or whatever. And you, and you think, oh, it was yesterday. And you go and look and you go, oh, that was three weeks ago. Are you kidding me? Mm. But yeah, here, 213,000, when last time I looked, 213,000 like likes or clicks or... 260 now. It's, wow. it's amazing. And, and the thing is, that it's worth having a quick look because he's, he's come up with a load of six... Six rules that he's basically going to change his life with. Um, he's not spending all day on Zoom anymore. I feel that. I absolutely feel that. He's restructuring his approach to work. Not going to put up with any more shit at work again. Life's too short, which I think is is true. You know, we, we do put up with a lot of shit day to day. So it, sometimes it is worth about saying, you know what? I don't need this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm logging out. Uh, it's going to lose some weight, 15 kilograms. So, you know, that's sizable. Um, wants every day to count for something at, at work or he's changing his job. And weirdly, the, the last one he's put would probably be my first. It's I want to spend more time with my family. So all of his were still around kind of work things. And I think he's on the right. Yeah, I think he's on the right path, but he's still got a way to go for me. To all our American listeners and viewers, you know, and plus all my family in Chicago. So I do, do feel like I have a point of reference with Americans, but they, they're, they're, they're a little bit upside down with the, with the work stuff because they don't, they get like half a day off a year or something. <laughs> mm. it's, it's not in their DNA to, to, to not work. Um, so that's probably where that comes from. But yeah, I, I wrote, a, I didn't even see that until, till it got, till, till, till you mentioned it and someone else shared it with me, but I wrote a post today and it was called the you life balance rather than work life balance. I called it the you life balance. So mm-hmm. focus on you and focus on your life. So you make sure you've got enough time you're dedicating to you so that you can be the best version of you for every other part of your life, you know, because if you don't give, if you don't give enough time to yourself, how can you possibly give the rest of yourself to everything else? Which, yeah, I, I agree. And you need, no matter how much we want to be there for other people, if you're not whole, if you're not sorted yourself, you can't give yourself. And if, even if you're only giving yourself a fraction to other people, actually it's like the, the Facebook thing of you don't want a, a bigger slice of the pie. You just want the whole pie to be bigger. So that slice is bigger. Um, and if you're, if all you're doing is trying to make everything else a bigger part of that pie, the pie shrinks and it's just less of it. So yeah, make the pie bigger and you're the pie. <laughs> don't, 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 don't get fat. That's not what I'm saying. You pie. <laughs> I love that as a like that's just a that's just a brilliant like put the put down isn't it you you fucking pie I <laughs> think <laughs> you can make anything an insult if you you like say the word absolute in front of it so any random you absolute coat hanger yeah, it's an insult you know no matter what you absolute floorboard it, it, it works as an insult I love it yeah and you can't really get in trouble for it. I'm, I might, uh, I might let my 11 year old know about that as a possible. I was talking to one of the mums in the park. Uh, her, her boy's in the year above, uh, above mine. So he's at secondary school. And I, I didn't know. This is a bit, this is the weird bit. The school were like seeing the kids text messages. So they would text each other talking about porn, bearing in mind they're mm-hmm. in year seven. So they're about 12 or something. So, bit so longer, yeah. he got, he got hauled in or oh, no, he, he, he didn't get hauled in. He had his phone taken off for some other reason. Then the school were looking at the text message and saw all this chit chat about porn. So then I spoke to the mum, but he didn't actually know what it was. Bless him. <laughs> he just, 
<laughs> he just well, clearly someone had an older brother. That's what I'm thinking. Someone had sure. an older brother, so he thinks he's in on the conversation. But he thought it was some kind of music. So <laughs> he was talking about it like that, and, uh, and not only did he get in trouble, but he probably looked a complete dick as well. So, well, the thing is, if you didn't know before, he bloody does now. Does, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm oh, sure I must have done something like that when I was a kid. Surely I did. Pretended I knew something, even though I didn't, and then got r- rumbled for it. Hey, that's that's my that's my uh, my career. That is <laughs> my my, ca- my career and my um uh my my kind of dating life overlapped a little bit uh over the past day. because uh, I I try and keep them separate. So I've got I've got a work Twitter account and I've got my dating dad Twitter account. <laughs> a busy bastard. <laughs> 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 and a dating dad <laughs> a oh, i wish i'd been that, that literate yeah um no so my, my work one is just my normal name and that's professional and all that sort of stuff. i've had it for years and so on but i very rarely use it um and i use my dating dad one all the time because it's just it's an it's it's not anonymous it's pseudo anonymous but you know people know who i am but equally it's not it's not so totally linked um, so I'll just post any old shit on it. And I posted up something yesterday, just, just a throwaway thing as I normally do, um, about the fact that in work, as we're starting to go back into the office, and I'm going back into the office for the first time next week, uh, everyone seems to be bringing their bloody dogs in. And loads of these people have bought dogs over lockdown. And these dogs have been with people 24-7. So they through every bloody meeting, they're all jumping up and interrupting and barking and playing. And I'm... I don't dislike dogs. I just don't like them. You know, I don't actively like them. And everyone, every time some bloody dog gets on the screen, everyone stops. And you're expected to ask about the dog and talk about the plant. I don't care about the dog. Um, So I was like, am I the only one who isn't looking forward to going into an office and having a dozen dogs running around? Because that's what they're doing. And they're barking and fighting. And I just, offices are not places for dogs in my mind. And it's, it's just the boss, like the, the, the boss is allowed to bring their dog in and there's like one dog. Or... If it's one dog, then that's, that, it's bad, but it's not the end of the world. But anyone's allowed to bring their dogs in. And if everyone's got dogs and they're all used to having their dogs around them all the time, they're all taking their dogs in. Um, and I just, just was, and most people were like, they didn't really like the, the idea of dogs in the office. Those who had dogs, absolutely, not all of them. So yeah, but, most people didn't want them, but there's a small number who have dogs that who just can't wrap their head around the fact that anyone doesn't like dogs. Um, they're like, the only way I'm going back into the office is if there's a load of dogs. No, I can't, I can't believe anyone who hurt you, all this sort of shit. Um, and somehow someone related to my real life saw it, commented on it. Then someone else saw it and commented on it. And before I knew it, I've had, uh, I'm now followed by, um, the, the former head of the digital G- uh, civil service by uh, the head of the Welsh local government digital service and by um, founders and see like the most senior people out there who are all getting involved in this conversation. Loads of them started following me. I'm going to have to start soft blocking them because I can't this, have them. And this is on your dating dad profile. Whereas if yeah. it was on at IT support uh, profile, you'd have been loving it. <laughs> Wouldn't care. Wouldn't care at all. But, you know, when, when a post a couple of days earlier was just point, just sharing the fact this is the longest I've ever been without sex in my life. That's not that's not what you'd share on a professional account. 
No, when you're having lunch with the head of the civil service and their uh, digital uh, transformation process. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, uh, I've got to work out what I'm going to do with that one. I'm hoping it dies down and the hundreds of people commenting and whatever just stop. <laughs> oh, dogs. Blimey. Is it a thing? I mean, if you're listening, let us know. Let's, let's, uh, is it, is that a thing? Is that just everyone's thinking that, what if you suddenly want to take your cat in? Exactly. Or why, do, why do you get to take a support dog in? Why can't I take my support tarantula or my support llama? Where's the yeah. difference? And what, what size dogs are we talking? Are we talking chihuahuas or, or literally everything from handbag dogs right up to horses? It seems they've got no, cause dogs are just so varied um, and everyone's just bringing them in and they just don't, don't see a problem. And the thing is as well, they're like, Oh yeah, we'd check and uh, make sure everyone's all right with it. Who's going to be the person to say, you know what? I don't want dogs in the office. No yeah. one's going to be that person. And so you, you're forcing dogs in an area where it's got, they've got no place in terms of business. They don't add anything to the day. At best, at best, they're a distraction in the office. And realistically, they're going to be pissing everywhere. You're going to be getting up, walking. They're going to be barking and fighting. And, oh, I just, no, just no. Just don't do it. I just, I'm, I'm lost for words. It's not often I'm lost for words, but I just didn't, I didn't, that's how out of touch I am with, with, with an office environment. Blimey. <laughs> well, uh, in terms of talking about out of touch, uh, my uh, boy, this, this conversation has come via his mum really, but uh, they're talking about biking. He's going to ride his bike to school. There's some conversation about okay. riding his bike to school. Has he done his cycling proficiency? Well, He's in the year six, so it is, it is coming up, basically. But I've been riding with them on the roads probably since he was about six or seven, basically. Mm-hmm. He's more of a plonker now on the roads than he was <laughs> back then. Can't believe it. Eleven. He's just he's, – he's, he's, he's a mong about most things. <laughs> he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. It's just his, his brain's gone from a highly developed uh, child's brain to a completely – bowl of mush teenager brain <laughs> but, uh yeah i was like i mean i did ride my bike to school a few times when i was a kid but the the, the social part of going to school is bloody brilliant is a i mean how could I, I think i think she's concerned that you know bullying and some other stuff that might go on on the bus but i'm like that's for starters i, I made loads of friends on the bus and it also was 35 years ago but mm-hmm. it's a right to passage <laughs> They had buses back in your day, yeah? Yeah, buses. Yeah, yeah, totally. Horse drawn. Says you from London. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get to school in, up in London? Buses. You were lucky. We had to. We had to crawl on our hands and knees through the mud three times a day, twenty miles. Got dropped off once you'd done your chimney sweeping round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Fagan let us go. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like kids. You got to go. You got to go to school on the bus. Or I mean, America. They, you know, on your TV programs, and they, they get on those yellow buses, and there seems to be a mm. whole hierarchy of and, and, and kids or, or Simpsons and the, and, and the, <laughs> the bus driver. I, I just we got the train for a bit. We got the bus for a bit. I wrote on the window of the bus once. Uh, Martin Creed is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then about three days later, Martin Creed and his mate came up to me and my mate in town 
and he was a lot shorter than me, older than me, but a lot shorter. And uh, he goes, I heard you wrote Martin Cruz a dick on the, on the bus window. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did, I did, actually. And then he punched me in the head. <laughs> but it was only one punch and it kind of got me behind the back of the ear. So it was because he had to sort of like jump up and, <laughs> uh, and, and, it, uh, and I took it. It didn't, you know, it was, it was, because it was just, it was just hilarious. These kind of moments, you know, I think, I think obviously some mums would hear that and they'd be horrified, but that, that to me is just, you know, a bit like Ghostbusters. If, if someone asks you, if you're a God, you say, no, <laughs> if someone said, I might dick on them, but then I did write it and, and it was something to do with a girl in fairness. And I do know it was, it was something to do with a girl called Louise. So, uh, but I, used to, I, I, I had a, a bus ride to school, but it was on that cusp of distance. That was just a bit too far to walk normally, but, um, I didn't have much money. And so I knew my mum used to, my nan was my school chef. So that sort of covered the food, but she give, give a 70 P a day for bus fit. Was it 70 P? Yeah, about 70. So 40 P in the morning, 30 P on the way home. That's what it was. This was old days, you know? Um, and I realised that if I wanted to buy books for myself, because I was a massive nerd, um, then if I walked to and from school, I walked past this little second-hand like, antique shop type thing. And so I realised if, if I was saving money, you can buy a book for 70p, 99p or something like that. Trouble is, um, the little old lady who ran it, she mistook me for someone else So who really loved books by, um, was it Alistair McLean or something like that? Some like world war two writer and so she'd save these books whenever she got given them and me being me i was too polite so i ended up buying these books and i had to read them because then when next time i went in there she'd ask me what were the book was like how was it was it nice and lovely so i had all these fucking world war two books on my shelf that i'd read i had no interest in them and you never at sold what, them at what point did i no at what point was it like uh, that's not me that's somebody else oh one of my dad's wives, wife number four, she she got wind that I like liver and bacon, and mm. bloody hell, did she make me liver and bacon? Oh, brilliant! Some more, yeah, okay, brilliant. I mean, it was <laughs> like I've already got like three in the freezer from last, you know, last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the lesson we can learn from today's show so far is: uh, don't have a heart attack. And do mm-hmm. have balls to tell uh, random women in your life who think you are either into something or, 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 or enjoy something that you don't. And just well, realise that if you don't go to hospital for the first one, you'll go to hospital as a result of the second. <laughs> and you can fit your own words into that sentence to fit, fit you know, to go. With, <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, I'm doing a duathlon on Sunday, uh, Glenn, a duathlon. What is a duathlon? Is it where you duel with pistols at dawn whilst doing a marathon? <laughs> that was what it was. I got challenged earlier this week to, uh, with the gloves. <laughs> and, uh, yes, me and uh, the Duke of, uh, Duke of uh, West Balling will be, no, <laughs> actually a uh, run, a bike ride, and then a run. So, uh, so there's, there's three legs of this. Yeah. But it's, it's a duel. Because no, a triathlon would be the swim cycle run. Yeah, you only do one run one bike one swim what why what is a duathlon not bit of a swim bit of a run i uh, because i guess that wouldn't be too much of a physical challenge you reckon 
Or, well, no, it kind of, I guess it takes the format of a triathlon, except it's only got two sports in. Mm-hmm. So, well, either there is an answer to this, which our friends at Google have uh, cunningly worked out a way for us to find them on the internet, or uh, or we don't care, basically. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, What's I your sp- favourite bit of it? What are you best at? Um the the running, I, I love running. I, I, I mean, it's not enjoyable. Clearly, none, none of these things are that enjoyable. Why, why, why do it? Why do it then? <laughs> I love the mental and physical battle. I, I I feel like as it as it's burning, and I'm like, come on, push harder, push harder. Um, well, I, come on, sit down, sit down, sit down. That voice is in the back of my head all the time. It's quite yeah, nice. Yeah, I get that voice all the time. I, when I sit, you know, sitting down to work and I'm, or I'm tired or, you know, it's like, I do get that voice, but so the, the, the voice in my head is, is strong on both sides. The, you know, the Darth Vader and Luke. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, which I prefer most. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, well, I've, when I did a triathlon, I swam in the sea. That was, there's something fun about the, the start when you're all in the water and you just kind of, Pour, like clawing over each other and you get a kick in the face and that that's quite exciting well i tell you actually i thought that was exciting last time i did one of those starts was about 10 years ago so uh it's funny how things aren't quite as fun when you're 46 as when you were 36 <laughs> apart from sex uh <laughs> apart from yeah that sex. never gets old that never gets old i'm guessing as you get older it gets a bit more surprising though no i'm fully- like, oh, that still works still works I'm- I'm fully back in the swing, fully back in the swing now. Of, uh, of you've got, a, you've got a swing. <laughs> yeah. The swing is back up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got a swing, although I wouldn't rule out a swing. I was, I'm, you know, so, um, oh, some, uh, someone did tell me something remarkable this week. Um, um, he said, uh, he said, oh, I, I, uh, I had a date with a, with a she-male the, the other night. And I was like, oh, blimey. I mean, that's not a sentence you often hear. It wasn't. I said, I said, well, I've just got a girlfriend for the first time after five and a half years. So, um, so we're like, we're, it's been a week. It's definitely been a week for both of us. Um, <laughs> uh, but but uh, it was interesting, just different people's kind of, there's, this is fits in the same subject. Is it is an interest about doing things you haven't done before an interest mm. in feeling challenged and, excited by the possibilities of life and uh and this guy i'll tell you he, he he's a, he's he's crazy and a good guy you know but like there's that there's like an ex- there's an extremeness to him mm-hmm. that that is irresistible you know um okay but uh, clearly to all sorts of people <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, when we'd be at festivals and stuff, he'd be like the last man standing and, you know, there'd still be people going up to him and saying, oh, how's it going? Like, yeah, do you mean like, like he'd just be like the Pied Piper, like the Pied Piper, basically. Mm-hmm. basically. Um, so, yeah, so on, on the duathlon thing, these kind of experiences do, they appeal to me. They appeal to me. Uh, one of the guy I had on the, on the podcast, Anthony Willoughby, he's a, uh, an explorer, uh, um, Hackers and hangs out with nomadic tribesmen and he's going to cool. be, he's, he's coming up. I don't know if he said it's his 70th birthday or his 75th birthday. He's, he's got, become very active on LinkedIn recently. And so he's doing a three month trek across Mongolia 
and whatever the country is next to Mongolia. And he's, like, he's invited people to go with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. I'd love to do that. And he goes, it is three months. And I was like, shit, who's going? Can you imagine? You get as well, much time. That, that, you get, you well, get as firstly, much, I do. Yeah, you could just go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Not only do I get as much time off as work as I want, um, also after three years and after five years, I get sabbaticals and they pay for my family to go on holiday. So what I could do is uh, when that happens, just find someone else to take the kids and I'll fuck off to, to Mongolia. Um, everyone's a winner. You get to, and they're going to they're going to be trekking and camping and like like flipping Bedouin tents. And, and, that, that and sounds yep. cool. Jack's milk and, and, yeah. and probably be like cowboys getting really pissed around a, around a fire and throwing rocks and shooting guns. And that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I want to retire early is so that I'm still young enough to be able to do that sort of shit. Well, yeah, it's time's ticking though, Glenn. I, I've got to be honest. Um, you're 40. I am 40. Yeah. Yeah. I'm six months into my 40th year and I'm not, not best pleased about that fact. Are you going to have a blip 40th birthday? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've told you, I've, I've told you about my 40th and my, um, my Gatsby themed party. Oh, well, I know. We've spoken about the roaring twenties being the roaring post lockdown. Everyone goes, yeah, but is that what you're doing? Even, yeah. Well, it's thing, even before all this, I'd already decided that, um, my, my 40th was going to be, uh, a, a great Gatsby themed party. And it's going to it's what, what I want is for my party to be one of those parties that kind of goes down in legend as really like, this is the way you do it. And I was, I had, um, I was going to be getting some sort of London venue, um, live, like, uh, jazz bandy type stuff, doing modern covers. I was going to get food and it was all fancy dress and can it was going to be just kind of end in a, in a mashed potato fight a, a la, uh, Bugs with him alone. Can we do it? Like would, I wouldn't have been averse to that. But it was just going to be so it's just going to be something that's really, really good. And I'm still going to do that, but I can only do it when I can guarantee that everyone I want can turn up and yeah. that hotels are open because everyone's going to be in London somewhere and people won't want to be going back all over the country or into other countries. And so on. they've just got to be able to stay where they are. Dude, that, that'll be the perfect ending, right? As we get into like the last half hour, 20 minutes, they just the guns. come round with platters of, of mashed potato and, and, and the odd splurge. Wait. Could have been anything that we wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> and some people wouldn't get it. And the rest of them. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm definitely going to be doing uh, for my birthday this year. Uh, if not this year, then definitely next. Whenever it's going to be, uh, my 40th birthday is um, going to be celebrated, even if I'm going to be 41, 42 at the time. Yeah gonna be brilliant loads of stuff like that thing like the blip i think more people should be talking about the blip i said it the other day it's like what are you talking about i was like you know avengers endgame <laughs> 2020 like we're gonna like i want the, i want my 2020 back <laughs> <laughs> i'm owed there's things i'm owed basically things i'm owed yeah, yeah. So, uh, watch this space. I'm, I'm and I am going to be inviting just random cool people. Not, I'm not talking about you know Robert Downey Jr. Just um, uh, there's going to be a load. Of, there's going to be there's a, a load of people on Twitter who want to come along and sort of people I've never met in real life. And so yeah, I just I just want as long as you, people are dressed up, 
um, and their names on the list, then they can come in. Be brilliant. You you got you you got to come along and you got to bring Patricia with you. I know. Sally will be well up for that. She loves the party. Fancy dress though. Nineteen twenties. I do. We've we've totally nailed it. The ending bit because I've only been having this idea this week. I said to my son, we were driving down to uh, where were we going? Oh, I think we were going to um, Tina's actually. Um, I said, I'm going to create, I've got this idea for a business. It's going to be a kid's party because like kid's party things always make money. Right. But it will be a, a, the idea is you go for dinner and then it just all, it descends into a food fight. So the, the, the <laughs> is a food fight. So everyone talks about it. Just, just you, you go there and literally you play musical chairs, pass the parcel, mm-hmm. they bring the food out and then, and then it just, just and then they just bring loads of food. The, the, the only intention is that you just throw it at each other and have a massive food fight. And then once the party's over, that you go in, you hose down all the walls, and bosh, in come the next lot. Yeah, the trouble is when you're serving soup, it, it just doesn't work as well. I don't know. We could have. I, I, I just think kids would love it. I think they'd be. I think you'd, you'd be stacked. You'd never. You'd never be short of customers. All I can see is cocktail sausage sticks poking out of people's eyes and kid, yeah. kids with a chicken nugget up their nose. You know, nothing like an, a normal day, but. It would have to be uh, uh, throwing uh, appropriate appropriate food for throwing uh, at, at, at others. I think it's a good idea. If you want to bring your kid to a food uh, to a party venue that ends in a food fight, which is basically what you're saying for your birthday anyway, so <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be brilliant. We're going to, we're going to make it this time next year. You- I'm, I'm going to have to give, give the bouncers special kind of instructions to watch out for you turning up with this kind of what looks like a like a, a guitar case come walking in through the front door. <laughs> Just no, mate. We're going to have to check that. Check that at the door. <laughs> modified Nerf gun. Uh, for- <laughs> potato, potato. Well, uh, do you see the? Uh, there's a submarine uh, has gone missing this week, Glenn. It's a, a, a bunch of indonesians have crashed their submarine in in uh in, in the sea i know it's not very funny right but i i, I just get, they oh, my, my my telly's just turned on i think this is the power of the submarine get right I, i'm gonna go on mute for a second while i shut that up so yeah you keep chatting keep chatting oh, i'll feel i'll fluff this up uh yeah so it's a <laughs> And I don't know why it's, I don't know why I thought it was funny, but the, you, you hear them talk about this, this submarine and they kept saying it's old. It's really old. So in my mind, I imagine this kind of like wooden submarine that's pumped. You have to pump the air in it and stuff. But then, but then when I went and looked it up, it's a bit, actually a little bit sadder than that, but surely there's a process for if a submarine goes down, like bits of stuff float up to the top or a, or a, I mean, if you can fire a missile from a submarine, surely you can fire a, a, I don't know, a flare, a dinghy. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen, <laughs> what's that Tom Hanks movie? Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. It's the most yeah, yeah. Ep- epic start to a film. <laughs> the, the plane's like, and it hits the sea. And <laughs> so what you're saying is the Indonesian Navy doesn't have enough Wilsons. Well, you just got to, what you got to do is you got to, because I've, I've worked, you know, if ever I'm on a plane that's going to crash, I know what to do now. You wrap the air, uh, the, the uh, life vest uh, around you. And that at a strategic moment, as the plane dives into the sea, you pull the, the thingy bob, which inflates the, the life jacket and you bob up to the top 
become the only survivor of the uh, terrifying ordeal of a plane crash at sea. I'm absolutely certain it's that easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it happened in a movie, right? It must be. <laughs> I've been watching more episodes of that uh, of that Last Man on Earth program. Oh, good, isn't it? It is dark, but it is good. It's so funny. I watched an episode last night, and the two two new women. So, for anyone who's not watched it, like this guy is the, he thinks he's the last man on Earth because this virus has killed everyone, and uh, he, he drives around America and he keeps painting on road signs, "I'm alive in Tuscan." And so now, after like two and a half years, whatever random people are, are popping up in Tuscan. But sadly for him, uh, 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 spoiler alert, sadly for him, he chose to marry the first woman that turned up. <laughs> she wasn't. The was, is it, is it uh, January Jones turns up second? The blonde one. Yeah. Yeah. She's done the wife from Mad Men. Oh, I've not said, Oh, I, I do know Mad Men. I'm not watching uh-huh. Mad Men. But if, if you were the last man on earth like him and he could, he could choose anywhere to live and say, look, I'm alive in X. Where would you choose to live? Well, he went back to where he came from, didn't he? Yeah. 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 But uh, why? You can, you can live anywhere, anywhere. Well, anywhere in America. Cause he wouldn't be out. He wouldn't want to sail across the Atlantic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's got North and South America. True. True. So maybe a bit and of we, we, Brazil. Yeah, I mean, we could, if you really wanted to, you could you could get over to mainland Europe, couldn't you? you, you you'd find a way of doing that. Dri- drive down to Dover. There must be like a boat, or you can you could blow, probably bloody yeah. swim it. <laughs> yes, and no, I couldn't swim it. But yes, I would risk at an appropriate time of year uh, a, a channel crossing to France if I was the last man alive. But that's very different than a, a transatlantic uh, crossing. True, time. but but where would where would you live if you were last man on earth? Well, California, obviously, you've got you've got access to mountains to go skiing. You've got you've got the sea. You've got Napa Valley wine. My brother actually pretty much lives like that in France at the moment. <laughs> Lake Annecy, the mountains for skiing. I think I would I would go and put myself somewhere that had mountain and sea sun mm-hmm. uh I, I, yeah something like that basically I, I thought that i might pop over to paris and go and stay in the louvre because i thought that's that's like a grand cool place and you can spend like days and days and weeks and months just wandering around the louvre then i realized knowing my luck while i was in one of the rooms kind of the 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 anti-theft lockdown alarms would shut all the blinds would close and the doors would slam and i'd be fucking locked in there that is a curiously deep level of thought about something that started off quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've thought this. So I mean, you've, you've got to think these things through where are you going to go if you're the last man? What, where are you going to go for the zombie apocalypse? You, you need plans. Plan, fail to plan, plan to fail. Oh, there's loads of things. I would, I watched a program. I watch a program. I've got it on, on record. Uh, um, abandoned engineering. Oh, I love that sort of show. Brilliant. You've got all these mad places that have just been abandoned, like a, like a town in, in yeah. America. That used to be a, a mining town. And then, then the train stopped going through there and the town dried up. Uh, some mad tunnel bunker thing that the Nazis built in the middle of the mountains somewhere. Mm. Um, a, a sea in Russia that 
dried up because the Russians um, diverted the water. This is true. <laughs> the Russians said, oh, we're going to send the water that goes to that sea. We're going to send it over there because they're farming stuff and we need the water for all the farm stuff. Mm-hmm. They just dried up the sea. Mad, isn't it? Mad. But I, the, I, the, the abandonment of these places fascinates me. It really, really does. Because these places would have been, taken a lot of effort to build. And for a while, they would have been people's lives, tens, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people focused on an area, a town, a city, a, a facility or something that was just like there. And then it, then it's not. Then no one cares about it. Like, what? I, I remember going to, there's a, have you been to the secret nuclear bunker in Essex? Near Braintree, I think it is. No, was it like a, a war thing or? Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, there's big signs that say secret nuclear bunker this way. And it was a, a 1960s, 70s, 80s underground bunker. And you're thinking for years and years and years, this was one of the most strategic, this was where prime ministers would have gone um, if okay. uh, nuclear war happened. And for hundreds of soldiers and all this sort of stuff. And they don't need it anymore. So you can, you're allowed to go in there. They've kind of got some dodgy mannequins and you just wander around, like is hanging out for, in. Is it good for a Gatsby uh, birthday party? It would be perfect for a Gatsby birthday party. They wouldn't let me, but absolutely it would be perfect for a party. A, a full on rave. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And no one, no one would hear because you're all underground. Oh, perfect. We need an outlet for our rave culture. That, that could be perfect. <laughs> Oh, it's just not enough, not enough, not enough space for rave. I'm part of a group on Facebook called uh, 90s Ravers, right? It's huge. It's like 40,000 people. So busy, proper busy, busy uh, uh, group. And uh, it's been funny because recently a couple of people have posted things like, I don't know, um, uh, uh, toilet blocks, um, mm-hmm. uh, shit flowing over the top uh i've tried to flush it uh, what do i do right? <laughs> <laughs> so about five or six people try to try to help and then everyone else wades in and goes what are you doing <laughs> <We're great. laughs> this is not what for. take your toilet tips and piss off somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said that being said genuinely i was watching um something recently where uh, i was probably a tiktok or something Plumbers are raking it in because everyone's at home using their own toilets all day, every day, rather than going into the office and using the industrial ones. So everyone's plugging their toilets up and and breaking stuff. And you can't get a plumber for love nor money because they're just absolutely overworked. It has never been a better time to 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 have to be a tradesman to have a trade because you know a bit of furlough, not bad. Well, they've probably got a load of jobs to do by their missus, so their house. Is <laughs> yeah. Their house is looking great. Now they're pleased to be back out of work. They're rushed off their feet, charging loads probably, uh, you know, supply and demand. I'll let, I'll let them have that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, is it, would you advise your kids to have a trade? I, I think there's a lot to be said for having a trade. I, th- I think absolutely. Look, it's not going away either. Uh, electri- electrician. Every car is going to be electric. People should, that's got to be a good trade, surely, be electrician. Uh, yeah, my next door neighbours are sparky and he's he's just – busy 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 constantly it's it is one of those things where like you said because everyone goes and sits and works on computers and they think all the kids these days want to be youtubers where is that next generation of actual practical people coming from plumbers yeah i tell my boy yeah my boy's not gonna be a plumber <laughs> you know? 
can't get him to piss in a toilet. <laughs> 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 in the water or just sit down come on come on <laughs> come on oh glenn well, i tell you it wouldn't be a week uh we, we, we need to talk about the uh football a little bit because it's just been you know if you're listening and you're not into football then tough shit basically but it's been the maddest week of my footballing life and this is not just about Spurs here, but, but Spurs' level of madness within this week has, has been has been brilliant. Um, we're in that group together, and you was it you that shared the thing about <laughs> Monday? <laughs> yeah. Monday drew one all again or lost. Whatever. Tuesday, six of the, cl- the clubs decide to form their own league. Randomly, Tottenham are in it. <laughs> Tuesday, it, it, it stack them. It in. was. <laughs> And that's the thing, Jose Mourinho is one of the biggest managers of, like, ever. And us getting rid of him, it, it wasn't even the biggest story of the week. You know, he was behind, being, I suppose, being mugged off by the Dulux dog. Um, you know, dropping leads against uh, rivals and all that sort of stuff. And then, fucking European Super League bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? Did you see the quote or the, the press release? Was it JP Morgan today? No, no, I haven't seen today. They, I think it was JP Morgan or KPMG. I'm pretty sure it was JP Morgan. They had to Google it up, right? They were the people, they were the, the, the company that they chose to put the legal documents together. And today they tried to distance themselves from it by saying they would never have got involved if they'd realised uh, what uh, uh, level of upset that it would have brought. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it was it was like the it was like you pulled the apology out of a cracker kind of thing because it, 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 it or, or viz it was like viz had written the apology basically yeah uh, that apparently we we clearly misjudged how this deal would be viewed by the wider footballing community and how it might affect them in the future but the scary bit is they say we will learn from this <laughs> that's a fucking threat isn't it <laughs> next time okay <we'll> <laughs> <laughs> i mean for, uh, from from Spurs' perspective, I still can't... I can't understand it because, you know, we're one of the rich clubs. But how the fuck have we got in with that sort of a group? That's mental. Oh, it's all the American... It's all the American stuff. And this, this to mm. me, is the interesting part about the chit-chat, is that you've got a, basically a group of American owners now who are very powerful in, in, in European sport. So the idea that they would put millions, let alone billions into a club and then that club could get relegated or might not qualify for next year's competition. Like imagine like they own a baseball team and then someone goes, Oh, sorry, man, uh, we had a bit of a bad season. Uh, We're not going to be in the, uh, the world series next year. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) They'll be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I literally talk sport had, had a couple of Americans on this week and they were literally going, what are you talking about, Wilson? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean in 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 Europe, you can like you lose, you get you get relegate, you 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 do what's rela rela what you know? Like you just couldn't. And I, I and I just can't comprehend a world where relegation and promotion aren't naturally part of it, where it's all protected. I I can intellectually I can understand why they think it's a good idea. Yet we, the entire rest of the world understands it is not a good idea. And it, it just, I think that was the only element about the whole thing that, that outraged me. It, the, 
big European clubs getting together and coming up with an alternative to the Champions League. You know what? I don't care about that's fine. You go off and do that thing, whether it was for real or whether it was just to for negotiating position, but it was the closed shop thing. That was the thing that just I've never seen football fans united like that. Oh, never. Gary Neville and um Jamie Carragher basically mm-hmm. have loving about it. Gary Neville talking about how amazing Liverpool fans are and and uh, and and Gary uh, and Jamie Carragher talking about uh, uh, Alex Ferguson, in, you know, in kind of glowing terms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I love that jo- Jordan Henderson called a meeting of all the captains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have been, uh, for me in my head. I envisaged it. You know, you know, like the Warriors movie. Yeah, where they all turn up in their colours in New York, and I just could, I could just imagine them all kind of rocking up and with you know, yeah, Kane and Hugh Lloris and a couple of their mates. All in their uniforms and club colours. <laughs> Scouse is in their tracksuits, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, come out to play! It, it, but yeah, it, I, it was just mad. And to be announced out of the blue and then to make such a massive problem. Jose Mourinho is the only manager in history to be fired from a European Super League club, by the way. Yeah, they were in, he was out, and then we were out. And I wouldn't, you know, there's still part of me that thinks Daniel Levy just got involved in European Super League so that um, you could kind of hide the Jose Mourinho muddle and mess. Or he fired Jose just so that he would look like a good guy. How can you fire Jose and still come out of a week looking like a wanker? I don't know, it's just, it's just, uh, I, we'll come back to that point. But one point that did, Flipping startle me. They made allowance for four teams who would qualify based on previous success in the Champions League. So if you mm-hmm. were a team and you had a bad season, but but you'd been in the Champions no, League that's, previously, that's, then you would be you would be invited in. So basically, no, that's the champ. That's the Champions League revamp. That's what we're going back to. No way. So the, the European Super League said they're going to have five positions open to domestic competitions to, to go into. They never actually got round to specifying how that would work, but it was 15 core teams that would always be in it and then five teams that would be invited. So basically they pick and choose who the, the most profitable yeah. ones probably. But the new Champions League format involves the, the leagues, the little playoffs within the leagues, but it's not just done on domestic status. It's also done on previous UEFA coefficients. So absolutely, there's there's no way that Real Madrid, Juventus, Barcelona, uh, Man United, those clubs will always be in this now because once you're in it, it's almost harder to get kicked out of it than it is to not stay in it. Yeah, so they're just paying lip service to these American. Sorry, it's not all about American owners, but you know Cronkite is he American as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he is American as well. Okay, but they're paying lip service to these guys who are saying. It's so funny, actually, when you realise it's like this. They're saying, well, we don't like the fact that you can't naturally qualify. It's like buying a house next to an airport and then starting a petition about the noise of airplanes. Mm. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. I believe how loud this is. This is outrageous. This must stop. They're flying over at all times of day. I, didn't realize, <laughs> I, mean, I, thought, they'd, I thought they'd fly over once or twice that day. I didn't realise it mm-hmm. would be crazy all day long. I mean, this is outrageous. And and they're so loud. I mean, like, do you know how low they are? 
Loud and low is how uh, many of those American owners are currently viewed. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. So that four, that four club flipping backdoor thing is the new Champions League. That's, That's the well. proposals, yeah. Football's, well, fucked. Football is fucked, basically. Yeah, and my, my worry now is the because they, they saw off the Super League, um, now that think they must think that gives them a mandate to, to of support for their these new Champions League proposals when they are every bit as bad and every bit as rubbish. But everyone thinks, you know, because uh, we got rid of Super League, that's fine. Don't worry about it. We've won. Yeah, we haven't won. If it wasn't for that, we'd all be looking at this Super League revamp, this uh, Champions League revamp, saying, how crap is that? Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll happen. Uh, to be fair, the, I mean, the, the footballers are, are, are annoyed as well, which is good to see that they're actually piping up as well. A mm. uh, bunch of players today, Gundogan uh, had a right old uh, go at it. Klopp was not very happy. Uh, Pep said something today. So none of the Spurs players said nothing. <laughs> hey, they, right now. They're going to come over the tannoy at the, at the, at the training centre. Ding dong. <laughs> Kane to Mr. Levy's office, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not going to be going into the gaffer's office. He's younger than they are. I know, but you can. It's like like the Simpsons and Mr. Burns. They're just getting. getting mm-hmm. they, if you if you can't be naughtier, you end up at Mr. Levy's office. <laughs> <laughs> but I, lo- I do love seeing Ryan Mason there. For those who don't know, he's um, a twenty-nine-year-old former Spurs player who had to retire at the age of, he'd been at the club since he was like six years old, played for us um, and played football until he was 26. And then he got a bad head injury, had to retire, but then has gone back to Spurs, done his coaching badges. And he was the head of our under 23s, um, the kind of development st- stage of things. And now um, the day after tomorrow, as we, as we speak now, he's going to be leading his boyhood club out as their manager at the age of 29, uh, at FA, uh, not FA Cup, a league cup final at Wembley. I mean, that's, that's Roy of the Rovers stuff, isn't it? It is. And for that reason, I hope we, I hope we win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For no other reason whatsoever. I was at the, uh, and this isn't, again, this is for, for our non-Tottenham fans, this isn't about Tottenham. This is a, this is a kid's memory. This is a memory, right, of cup final memories. Everyone's, oh man, it'd be like seeing your team at the, a, a Super Bowl or seeing your, you know, I was at Wembley watching Tottenham. I had two tickets to the, to the league cup final. And I, what took, year? uh, the Leicester final 1999. Cool. Yeah. Is it 99? Yeah. 99. Yeah. yeah. Uh, took, so, and I decided to take my little brother. I don't know why I just, just felt it. Cause I, I had memories of my dad taking me to the UEFA cup final. Mm-hmm. So I, that was kind of a defining moment in a young lad's sporting kind of life. Um, so yeah, we were, we were at Wembley at the old Wembley. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I have that in my kind of memory, memory banks. I went to watch mm. my team in a final. Okay. It was only league cup, but it was still a final. It was at the old Wembley and we won. And there was this like mad, I ended up about six rows in front of where we were sat <laughs> like on the floor. But where's my little brother? I'm like trying to work out what's going on. And mm-hmm. It was pandemonium. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Playing Man City, though, we'll, we'll see. We're going to get splattered. We're getting splattered. But you know what? <laughs> now that we're, now that we're going to play good football, that I, I don't mind. We're going we're gonna to give it a go at least. Yeah. I hope, I hope. 
it could just be right this 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 whole thing that's going on in in all of life that's going on right now there could just keep being these mad things like all this happened in a week this happened in 72 hours it's just mm-hmm. the, talksport were laughing about the fact that they'd given some bloke the title of esl correspondent <laughs> and they gave it to him on monday and <laughs> tuesday afternoon <laughs> So yeah, these things could keep happening, you know. Kanye and and and, uh, and uh, no, who's who's got divorced during lockdown? It's kind of just went quite. One of the Kardashians and and right. So, yeah. so, so you've got all these things happening. And uh, I, I tell you what's tell you what's even more depressing: the what? ESL has lasted longer than any conversation with any woman on a dating app that I've had all year. Oh, Glenn, what's happening? Don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm swiping, I'm swiping and I'm swiping and just, I'm getting nothing. I'm not going to be able to delete these things anytime soon. What about my theory of it's a Maidstone thing? What, as in you want to re, you want to bring back UK Garage? <laughs> no, what if you were like in London or in, in more of a city? No, my, my bracket involves London. Um, so this isn't, this isn't where we get to the stage of where do you live? And I say, uh, Ken, and they just blank me. This isn't even getting to that stage. No, I mean so, like uh, so. Your 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 like radius is fifty is, miles. So not okay. So yeah, that's that's pretty much North London as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm fairly okay with uh, distance wise, um, but yeah, I'm going to keep going. What's in the river? I think I'm from North London. Oh, not cool. every, right now I I don't live south of the river. I live north of the Channel. <laughs> north and East London are the the only places that are worth knowing really. Okay, so here's my theory on on and I can't unblur it. So here's my theory on dating apps and why they were so bad for me and never never worked. Was I don't think they work. Basically, that's that's my theory. Uh, I also think there's like a universal kind of spiritual type force thing that unless if your if your vibrations are all off, then it ain't gonna happen, right? Okay, so so there's something off right now for you, Glenn. Like the 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 door is closed. The door uh-huh, is closed. Okay work out why the door is closed and 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 then you need to open the door in order for this this flow of of passion and love yeah you're saying i need to shove a crystal in my chakra (laughs) i think it's more about it's in going on inside you it's in your it's in like it's when we talk about vibration it's it's what it's what you're giving off so yeah you're you're what you're thinking about what you're you're expecting what uh expecting things to go wrong expecting expecting, i'm expecting a match that's all (laughs) i want if i get a match then I can start a conversation. I'm fairly okay with words. Yeah. Just come on, women. Just just match with me. Give me a chance. Well, so I think that anyone who's a seven above has been swiped right mm. literally tens of thousands of times. So they're either now in a relationship, maybe all shagged out, maybe, uh, or they've got such rich – or they're done. Like not no, even most the- mostly it's um it is the the odds thing so um average on any app is between eight and ten to one uh in terms of men to women that's not talking about attraction and for every attractive woman um it's probably more like 30 or 40 to one and i'm not saying physically attractive at all yes that is a big thing with the the visual nature of swiping apps but any woman who is is deemed attractive um uh probably has 30 to 40 times as many men who would swipe on her as she would swipe on them. So she's getting 
every day dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of men swiping right on her. Yeah. And so even if she's swiping right on just a handful of them, um, she's got she it's analysis paralysis. She's got so many options. And of those, a massive percentage are going to be dicks. They just yeah. just are. And so all she's going to see is she. there's a decent chance she's going to just by sheer lack, just by luck and numbers, um, uh, she's going to miss the good ones and, and engage with the shit ones. And that puts her off. Yes. So you're doomed on that front. So my theory, and it is kind of proven by my um, burgeoning, flourishing uh, relationship, with love mm-hmm. life, uh, girlfriend, uh, that telling slash asking other women that you know who's single that you could introduce me to i think that offers a better chance if only i thought of this four years ago and hadn't spent four years asking my friends to set me up and if only my friends had actually done that once even once in four years then i'd be able to say yeah 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 you're right so maybe we need to go like six separations like like so so you need to say to me Johnny, do who what 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 women do you know around this area that we live? I'd say, yeah, I do know some. And then I could say to them, do you have any single mates? Because I've got a single mate because I no longer am single. I've got a single mate who is uh, a dude, and uh, and and uh, would be great. I'm not asking for much. All I'm asking for is a a part time scientist, part time lingerie model who always wanted kids but can never have them by herself. And lives uh, where, you know, lives close. (laughs) For that woman, I'd get on a bus. No, I know, but you can't be like an hour away. You know, surely hours the limit. Genuinely, almost every woman I've I've dated over the past couple of years has lived more than an hour away. I think only three in that time have lived closer than that. Um, But even if they live in sort of Clapham Common or something, that's still an hour, a quarter, hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, so watch this space. Uh, Glenn and I are going to go on a mission, uh, especially now we can go to the pubs again. So it's, it's definitely happening. So we're going to go. On, we're going to go to a pub. Uh, we're going to have pre-drinks at yours and finish off those uh, uh, thirty-two nearly finished bottles of spirits. <laughs> Stumble into a local pub, meet said blind date, mm-hmm. uh, go for a pizza, finish with a food fight. And then, um, I don't know. And then go steal a submarine. Steal a submarine, watch the football and have a heart attack at midnight. (laughs) What a day. I mean, what a way to go as well. What a way. (laughs) Glenn, it's good to, good to hang out, buddy. Um, we could be in multiple different places by the time we get together next week. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's let's hope they're good. It's going to be my birthday in three weeks' time. Three weeks, blimey! May the twelfth, Wednesday, May the twelfth, uh, forty-seven. So hopefully, um, we'll be uh, League Cup winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'd have filled the F five Team Superdad members. If you're listening, uh, the F five May's intake of the F five is filling up now. So come and get involved in the F five my 12-week dad life booster basically it's absolutely brilliant and uh and uh, yeah and if you've got any single attractive uh scientist uh, model uh level uh women sisters friends 
then uh, put them in the notes. Uh, tweet us uh, at a dating dad. Uh, <laughs> but keep it clean. Because, um, the uh, head of the civil service is now following uh, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do some soft blocking action. I can't. I can't be doing with this. What a week! See what a week! What a week! Let's hope we survive another one, mate, so we can do this t- same time next week. Yeah. Well, the live. We're going to get some live. I'm going to get this podcasting thing out get my second uh pod mic and we'll be recording from a uh a, a kent-based pub in in just uh just a few weeks time i've no doubt can't wait mate. can't wait good sleep tight i'll see you on the other side team super dad gang thanks for joining us like subscribe share and come and join the uh the group team superdad.com forward slash network we'll see you there This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.